¿Qué onda, familia? If you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hi everyone, my name's Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on this show, we take the best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, where we have comics who are close to sets together about their relationship and bring them to your ears. But today, today, we're doing something a little bit different. You guys, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And like with every holiday, we like to bring together some of our favorite comedians for a little round table. Yes, a holiday spectacular, if you will. This Friday is, of course, Valentine's Day. You know, a major holiday around the world. I actually looked up Naomi. Mm-hmm. It started mostly, I mean, it's it's ancient, but mm-hmm. like the modern holiday started in England in like the 1800s. The English love a holiday. They oh, love making days. They can't, they can't get, they colonized it, Naomi. They, they love they it. Love colonizing holidays. It is their favorite activity. Holidays. <laughs> but you know, and there's so much that's going to happen. You're, there's going to be uh, heart shaped boxes of Skittles. Ooh yeah, twenty dollar <laughs> roses for a single rose. It'll be twenty dollars. Not us. Naomi and I are staying in and watching uh, repeats of Grimm. On- Ooh, <laughs> like Andy. Honestly, you know I would love it. I have you not know seen I would one. Love- Single episode. Have you seen the all of Grimm? I've seen all of Grimm. I might have missed an episode here or there. For a while, I was watching a lot of Grimm because it was like the show me and my mother had in common. You know, so it gave us something to talk about. Like, have you caught up on Grimm? <laughs> and that was the buffer? Yeah, a good little Grimm talk. So she, you're like, if we could talk about Grimm, she won't criticize me? <laughs> so, <laughs> let's discuss our- Oh, yeah. Who's, who are our guests on this wonderful episode? Three of our, our good friends. Yes. Our first guest is Hallie Kiefer. She is a- writer. She is a stand-up and storyteller. You've probably seen her words on Vulture.com. Yes. Vulture.com. Hey, Vulture, write about us. Also, (laughs) next, we have Peter Kim. You've heard him on the show before. He's also part of the this year's CBS Diversity Showcase. He was Mm -hmm. a writer. He was a performer last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has his own podcast called Ajima Show. Yes. And uh, also, we have Julia Rossi, also a veteran of couples therapy, uh, who you might remember. She was on with her husband, Will Miles, a while back. You may have also seen Julia on Conan recently. Also, if you are hearing this before February 12th, you should come out to a night for our unhoused neighbors, a comedy show benefiting SELA, SELA Neighborhood Homeless Coalition here in L.A., Julia Razi has put together this wonderful show. I'm on it. Adam Conover, 
Brooke Van Poplin, Joel Kim Booster, Reggie Watts. It is going to be wonderful. It is at the Satellite at 8 p.m. February 12th. So definitely come on out and get tickets. It is comedy for a cause. Who doesn't love it? Yeah, I volunteered for SEALA before. It was great. So you're going to be at the show? <laughs> yeah. I Excellent. mean, yes, I guess so. Excellent. By the way, if you live in Los Angeles, come on out to our show. The next one is March 7th. It's a Saturday, 8 p.m. at the Virgil. Naomi, killer lineup. Oh, my God. We're bringing together everyone. We've got Patty Harrison. We've got Danielle Schneider and Matt Besser. We got Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes. And we got Paul Downs and Lucia Agnello from Broad City. It is going to be great. You can get tickets on our website, CouplesTherapyPod.com, on the side where it says See Us Live. While you're there, a couple things. Sign up for the Patreon Two times a month, Naomi and I drop extra special episodes only available on the Patreon of us getting in deep, getting in to our relationship. It's just you and I yeah. drilling down, yeah. talking it out, and it can get tender. It can get awkward. It can get <laughs> mildly sensual. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Mildly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, two things. I'm going to give you a phone number right now. Ooh, give it. Okay, 323 323- Five two four seven eight three nine. You can find that anywhere online that you can find us. Three two three five two four seven eight three nine. Two things you can do with that. One, we would love you to call and leave a voicemail and ask an advice question. Uh, we do these episodes every once in a while. Wendy McClendon Covey was just on. Danny Pudi was just on. All right, we do these episodes where we have uh, a celebrity friend in. And we answer your advice questions. And we need your questions so that they can answer them. Come on, yeah. give it a go. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can be about a coworker you hate. <laughs> it can be about a sibling you just can't even with. Should I uh, poison my coworker's casserole? We can talk through it. Yeah. We can talk through it. Answer is no, by the way. Don't. Well, I said we talk through it. Well, I said we talk through it. You got to think about the pros, the cons. Uh, I would say what's we should, traceable. We should what's come odorless? Out, what's colorless? We should come out hard against poisoning on this show, I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and, and number two, if you text to that number your email address and first name, uh, we will put you on our mailing list, which we send out maybe twice a year. But it's just to like tell people, hey, you know, we want to tour the show a little more. Hey, we're going to come to your to your town. That's really it. So that's about it. You ready to get this roundtable started now? Ooh, baby, I'm so ready. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Roll, Roll it. it. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Valentine's Day, everyone. That's good, Andy. I liked <laughs> oh, <wow>. it. <laughs> Hi, oh, everyone. Wow. We've assembled another group of our pals uh, for one of these uh, holiday spectaculars. <laughs> holiday spectacular. Of course, the closest one uh, being Valentine's Day, uh, which should prove fruitful. Correct, Naomi? Definitely, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounded, it sounded like you had so much faith in Really? Yeah. I don't know where you're going, so I'm waiting for it to come together. <laughs> Just in well, general. Okay, hold on. Before we introduce everyone, what would su- if how how would I continue that sentence so that you would lose all faith in me? It's the, it, so it should prove fruitful. Dot dot dot. For uh, for me to poop on. Thank hey, you. Yes. Yeah, something. So, I was like, trying to think of like a comic book reference. You know, like you like referencing a series of things I don't know, mm-hmm. and then bringing up Alan Dulles and the CIA, and then it would have been like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm over it. Uh, just like the one time Iceman uh, was exact. dating Pyro, the see, new Pyro. See, he has the details to make that work. Let's introduce these people who yes, are watching this take let's place. Go around the horn. Uh, we we asked a bunch of friends of ours 
We'll start with you, Hallie. Say uh, your name. Oh, my name is Hallie Cooper. Thanks for having me. What I like about your podcast is at any point in time, it feels like a, a tense off-Broadway domestic play is about to break out. Uh-huh. It's like, what, what could I have said to make you lose faith in me? I'm like, oh, no. So it's uncomfortable for you. That's yeah. what I was going for. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, it's it's like yes. in a thrilling way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm into it. That's what, that's what we're looking for. We want a tense Tracy Letts type Osage Whatever. August Osage <laughs> County. Next guest. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Can I speak? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I felt like it was too tense. I didn't know. I don't know if I should jump in. Hi, I'm Peter Kim. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here, Peter Kim. <laughs> we got here later than we thought we would. Right. I think that's where the tension's coming from. Right. Because it's like, I like to be here before everyone. I like to have been here. I would have set up an array of drinks. And I would have just been mentally prepared. And instead, I was like running to catch up. Yeah. Now our third guest who's taking it all in. Hi, I'm Julia Rossi. Yes, you are, baby. <laughs> Julia Rossi. Friend of the show. You've heard uh, both Peter and Julia before yes. on the live show. Yes. And Hallie's been on the live show a number of times, but before it was a podcast, you've never heard her. Before this until moment. now, ever, here ever. <laughs> ever, 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 <laughs> including the first your... time I've ever spoken out loud. So <laughs> I saved it for you guys, <laughs> including your friends and loved ones. They don't hear you. I'm here to I'm say screaming this. for attention, <laughs> and they do not hear me. But now that I'm on this podcast, I'm going to send it to them, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay, this is what she meant. This is yeah. what she needed this whole time. She needed us to listen to. Her. I guess I do need them to listen to podcasts I'm on. So <laughs> that is true. Wait a minute, I just realized something before we go in. Is every everybody on the pod is in a relationship? Every guest is in a relationship. I am. I am. This is wild. Most of my life I was not. So Mm -hmm. this is a good time to catch me. (laughs) You're doing your best. Same, yeah. I feel the same way. We and we chose we didn't choose you guys. We were just like, who are three funny friends that hasn't done this yet? Yeah. And uh, we didn't choose you based on your relationship Hmm. uh, status. Status. But that's a good, that's a nice little, because today is, uh, we are going to talk about Valentine's Day, which is right. this week. And I think that's like a relationship holiday, right? Exactly. Like, it's not for the singles, <laughs> right. I don't think. No. I mean, I hate it. I, I hate it, We don't it do too. anything for it. You and your partner? Yeah, no. Never? No. No, I think one year he got me a card, yeah. and I was like, save your money. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm it cheesy and romantic, and I've always, like, dreamt about having, like, the mm-hmm. perfect boyfriend, and, like, what's going to happen, and my boyfriend is so unromantic. <laughs> His love language is, like, oh, physical touch every day, or, like, A single physical time. touch every day? One touch on the forehead. <laughs> one finger. With his penis. <laughs> it's a, a little sh- kiss. It's a sign of dominance. <laughs> <laughs> but I always wanted it, and it's, I, I, we've been together for five years, and the first two years, I really struggled, because I'm like, you are not my Prince Eric. What is <laughs> happening? Why aren't you doing this for me? And I realized that, like, I, I don't really, I didn't really need it, because I got have the guy. Right, yeah. Right. I have the guy now. I don't need the thing that the dream. You the know what I mean? the I dream's the... allowed to die. Hello. <laughs> now that you have the reality. I'm in reality. But even in ge- like as I've gotten older, I remember my, when I saw my mom start to stop caring about holidays. I was like, that's so sad. But I've become the same in the sense of like even for like Christmas and birthdays, mm. I literally will say to my husband, I'll be like, if you find something that screams me in the summer. <laughs> when it's none of those, ho- you know what I mean? Like, get mm-hmm. it from, like, you don't yeah. have to. I hate that stress of being like, it's someone's birthday tomorrow, yes. I gotta find something. I just like getting people gifts when I see things that remind me of them. So, I don't know. You know, 
<laughs> I, I, okay, I like you it. Gift well. I like it, but I feel like I like the aesthetic of Valentine's Day more. You like pink and red. I like and little hearts. babies with uh, arrows and wings. Exactly. I'm into it, but I do feel like now that I'm in a relationship, I was like, well, what will we do? Go to dinner. Right. Yeah. That's the only thing we do anyway. So we do anything. <laughs> and Maybe it's overpriced that night too. Oh, ridiculous! Yeah. But Prefix like like... menus? You can't? You kidding me? But then you got to well, you got to plan ahead. You yeah. gotta yeah. be like, where are we going? Yeah. You gotta dress up. So yeah, I agree. If it was like, oh, it's a spontaneous thing, but it's really the planning that's the romance killer. Yeah. It's like, exactly. dear God, I want to do something romantic, but that requires me to start weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, requires... I have to make something or buy something or find something. And that to me is, I fills me with such panic, which is, I also feel that way about like uh, holiday gifts is I'm always like, okay, this year everyone's getting something great. And then it's like a week before I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. Everybody hates <laughs> yeah. me. And it's like, well, what if we could remove that? Um, anxiety from the holiday and I think the answer is it's really for children because I remember as a kid you got those little paper cards that were like 50 in a box Mm -hmm. and you got a piece of candy that's it that's what Valentine's Day is a little candy a little (laughs) paper card that's great I think for like the last 10 years I've done a show on Valentine's Day too and then the producer's always like, is that okay? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. It's totally it. fine. I know. My one true love is my yeah. career. Hello. Yeah. My most intimate relationship is with a bunch of strangers laughing at me. Yeah. yeah. So That's I what I feel that. totally love. interesting <laughs> definition of intimate. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I have a weird, like, um, boundary thing that I like. And I, I don't know if you feel this, but, like, after stand-up shows, I do not like it when people come up to me. Oh, I try to oh, avoid them. I, I, I try it. to avoid them. I, I want someone to compliment me, but go ahead. Well, oh, I, I want oh, the yeah. compliment, yeah. but I don't want to interact. I get like, yeah, I get we. I don't want to look people in the eye. Mm-hmm. I um, and then if they like pass by me and then compliment the person next to me, <laughs> then that's gonna feel bad. It's I think just, just like maybe like an anonymous TripAdvisor review would be great. Yeah, oh, we got TripAdvisor would be really great. I mean, that's even better would be a, a big public posting. <laughs> yeah, because those DMs of like, hey, I saw you last night and you're so great. God, I appreciate them, but like, I can't retweet them. You know, it's like uh, you could take a picture of it. Yeah. yeah, screenshot it. I also think my like tar- like I'm. Learning Learning more and more that my fans are all like usually women over the age of sixty. So yeah, we all have our niche. Agatha, they write you you handwritten letters. (laughs) They take photos with me at shows, and then I'm like, oh, they're gonna send these to their grandkids. Like they're not gonna post them to get any more photographs. Do you mean like the old timey ones where you put the thing over your head and you hold up the flashbulb? It's a cell. (laughs) It's a flip phone. Yes, a flip. By the way, sixty year olds were born in. 1960. I know. I know. know. (laughs) And I love them all. Well, after the advent of uh, personal photography. Oh, right. We're old. As you say, I'm like, ah, yes. We Ah, too will age. Uh (laughs) It's right around the corner. Wait, so you all have boundary kinks, right? You don't want. Kinks? I guess. guess. Every preference is a kink now. Don't you know that? Yeah. I guess so. That makes it normalized, right? Yeah. Everything's fun. If everything's a kink, then yeah, great. Then we're all doing great. Yeah. But if everything's a kick, nothing's, nothing's a king. Mm, what about Ugh. poop, though? Poop? <laughs> Still a king. Listen, as a gay man, mm-hmm. poop is always part of our sexual it's always language. Gonna, yeah, it's going to come into play. You just don't know. Whether it's there or not. You right. know what I mean? But like, I like that. I like an openness around poop, mm-hmm. meaning a conversation. Yeah. Same. 
as opposed to being like, the worst thing I could ever do in life is poop. I'm a monster. You know right. what I mean? Everybody oh, no, no. I'm you... saying the opposite. Where I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to need some of that poop. You know what I mean? That's where I'm, I'm coming from. That's where you're going with it. To get on, yeah. Yeah. To get started. I, I look forward to later life developing some sort of fetish. I feel like right now, like, I'm like, okay, the basics are fine. Yeah. But I could see the end of that being exciting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, eventually I'm going to have to, like, start doing something. Is there yeah. something now that you're like, well, that could develop into a fetish? In- Man, I'll be honest, this is the first year I'm like, I guess I get feet. You do. Okay. Hey, Drew, can you explain I, that to I, me? Because I'm trying to understand it. It's that, and then this is my my take on it. It is like sort of in a boundary crossing way. Yeah. It is like both very intimate in an unusual way, and also feet stink. So there is like oh. a oh, it's like this animalistic thing. Mm. Oh, it's like uh, armpits. Exactly, I, which oh. apparently are more popular, which I've never I didn't know about. But apparently, armpit stuff is also like I think it's because that same way it's almost like the pheromones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably so is, yeah, that's why. I, had a thing with someone who was in defeat. They were very ashamed of it. Uh, and I was, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I was really hurt that they were so private about it because I'm extreme, like <laughs> extremely open. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll try it, you know. Ooh. And what they explained to me is they liked the idea of dominance with feet. Okay. They wanted like a woman to wear heels and like stomp on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And they're like, but not you. Oh, another Because I love you. And I was like, oh. boring. Oh, um, and we're not together. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best was that of the, luck. Was that the deal breaker? No, <laughs> so many. We don't need to get into that. No, that was like I wish that's all it took for me to leave somebody, but I yeah. don't like breaking people's hearts. Um, that's your king. Is, yeah, as yeah. being a nice person, yeah. not We're still dating, as far as I know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but the feet. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one. Yeah, that makes sense. My boyfriend and I have been talking about for the last couple of years. Um, Bondage, mm-hmm. okay. like some kind of tie up situation, mm-hmm. whether through like fuzzy uh, handcuffs. handcuffs or, you know, actual rope play. Mm-hmm. But we just can't bring ourselves to learn knots. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's just it, too many it, things the, the to learn curve. to fuck. Because like, you don't want to be the one that fucks it up and then your uh, boyfriend has to get his hands amputated. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly. like, you are, yeah. it is restrictive. Yeah. You, I, yeah. Do you think per capita Boy Scouts? More Boy Scouts are into bondage. 100%. Absolutely. If you're <laughs> young so. and you're doing Or gift wrappers. Oh, gift wrappers. Uh, yeah. Gift wrappers. <laughs> Barnes actually... and Noble seasonal and then they, and then they, they do the thing at the, uh, the, the scissors it's at the end where they satisfying. curl the ribbon. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, flaying is my kink. <laughs> oh. I actually did take a class that were taught you bondage in, uh, in Williamsburg. And Naturally. it was the one time, and the 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 person who taught it was like this incredible gay performance artist who also taught it like fit, and he taught you how to do it. And it's funny because I was writing about it for I was I never ended up being published. But I was writing about it for something, so I was like, great, this is a great excuse to have somebody pay for this, <laughs> and then I'll know. And so when I called, they're like, oh yeah, you can come alone. You don't. It doesn't have to be a couple, like whatever. And then I ended up inviting like an ex of mine that I was friends with because I was like, I'll feel weird. I get there, there was only couples. I was like, if I had walked in there with no couple, I would have, oh, no. I would have burst into tears. That's so humiliating. It's like, well, I'd like to tie someone up, but I don't have anyone, so I guess I'll just be ready when that person shows up. You can tie yourself up to a pole or something. Um, that's true. Also, I don't remember any of it, and I didn't retain it. I'm very bad at. I was like, I, I can't learn any of Did they at least have yeah. a CPR dummy just in case someone did show up on their own? You know, I didn't ask. I didn't see one. 
Or like when the teacher has to be your partner. Oh. That's what it would have to be. It would have to be. It would have to be the teacher has to be your partner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, but like in school? I was, like I was, I was with the teacher I was that a lot. kid. Yeah, yeah, me too. But also, I loved, the teacher loved me and I loved the teacher. Yeah. Not in like a sexual way at all, but like I was very not even much thinking like that. you're precocious. Yeah. And I, I was. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. you were in no, love no, I'm sexually. Joking. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah. No judgments. That's your kink. No, absolute judgment. No, that's not my kink. No, for sure, no. Yeah. Being judged is my kink, so. Yeah. That's why we're together. Yeah. (laughs) I am so judgy. Wow. Yeah. It's like everything she says to you is just like, ugh. (laughs) I don't know. I'm finding this wanting. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's like bad because I do feel like sometimes when we perform, it's like that is the dynamic we're playing. Mm -hmm. Me being like, oh, what? But it's like I do love you and understand most of you. I hope so. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm like, does it look like, I'm like, do you get that we're playing a game or are you like truly who's afraid of Virginia Woolf in this situation worried about our love, Hallie. No, not at all. I think that you lean into it. You must. In an improvisational way. You must. No, I don't think you'd still be together if you didn't love each other. Thank also, you so much. Also, I do think, I could be wrong, but I do think for a lot of male-female couples, that is the dynamic usually of just like, can you believe this idiot? That's like, at least that's what my parents I know, did. but doesn't that feel bad? Like, yeah. I'm always like, God, I feel like I'm in a um, sitcom. Like, I remember yeah. the first yeah. time, yeah. there was like one time where I legit was like, I don't, I... I don't want to be intimate. I have a headache. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a wife and <laughs> yeah. a sitcom. That's what they would say. Do you remember the first time I came home late and I was drunk and you hit me on the head with a rolling pin? Yes. What? I said, that's it. I said, we're the honeymoon. Are you Italian? Sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. Only in private. Yeah. I'm only Italian in private. I'm so proud. <laughs> so, Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. It's Do coming you guys up. have plans? No, well, this is the thing I wanted to ask. So the, the thing that I was thinking when I was like convened this round table <laughs> was that there's this, what I call the cultural superego, the thing that tells me I'm supposed to care about something. Mm-hmm. Like s- the Super Bowl Sunday rolled around last week. <laughs> the Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> the Super Bowl Sunday. No, Super Bowl Sunday rolled around last week. And I was like, oh, no one invited me to anything this year. And then I was like, well, I don't like sports in general. <laughs> right. I certainly don't like football. All I care about is snacks. And when I go to things like this, all I do is talk about the snacks. <laughs> I can understand why no one would want to invite yeah. me to any. I'm like, yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, sure. But I still had <laughs> – and I didn't want to go to one. Yeah. But I still had this kind yeah. of like, oh, everyone's going to like a Super Bowl party, aren't well, they? Shouldn't I want to – shouldn't I – want to be there. I wanted to want to be there. And I wanted somebody to want me to be there. I feel that way about every social event. (laughs) I just want to be invited. But and I don't necessarily no. want to go. Yeah, yeah because then if I see 100%. the photos, and then I, it's like, it's like, oh, they didn't even yeah. think to have me. But then right. if I see the photos, and I said no, it's fine. Yeah. You know? There's power in that. There is if power. If you said no to an event, and then everyone's showing photos, you're like, oh, I can't believe you have to be there. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, you have control on yeah. your experience. Yeah. 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 Even if you go there, you don't know what's going to happen. It's Someone could take a photo of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And they judge you. Yeah. That's true. I guess maybe you, you are, are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid that people would be like, well, we're not going to invite Andy. He hates it. Well, he no. doesn't care about the cultural super ego in the way that we do. <laughs> yeah. We're like, he's checked out. Oh, should we invite Andy? Uh, no, he's just going to talk about why there should be better potato chips. 
Yeah. No, that's yeah. the thing I'm afraid of. You yeah. just need to find you people. You go to with people's better... parties and insult their food? No, <laughs> oh, not to their faces. I wouldn't invite you either. If you're, uh, if you're yeah. like, there should be better chips what? here. Yeah, if you're, what kind of kimchi is this? I'd be yeah. like, get the fuck out of here with that. I have a lot of kimchi opinions. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You you do present white. I also <laughs> I also feel like uh, as as far as maybe not so much for Valentine's Day, but with something like the Super Bowl or like award shows. They've sort of lost their importance as events because you just watch clips online later anyways. Yeah, and sure. everyone at the Good event point. is on their phone live tweeting it and using a hashtag. And it's like, nothing's really that special anymore. Well, that's funny, though, because I feel like that's what I actually only will watch the award show for. Mm-hmm. For me, that feeling of like tweeting an award show is yeah. like being in a living room with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the only thing. Like, mm. if I'm just, wa- I would never just watch it by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quietly have... never, and not yeah, tell anyone. Yeah, like just to be I'm sitting at home being like, what are they up to? I want the like conversation yeah. Yeah. around it. That's what makes it feel remotely worthwhile to me. Because even the Super Bowl, because we there were some friends of Andy's in Brooklyn, and we would go all the time. And I like didn't really every know, year, e- yeah, every year. <laughs> and they were fine, but they were like they were whites. So I didn't connect with. <laughs> and so I would like sit there and like really do the tweeting and that gave me this feeling of like, okay, I have friends somewhere else even if I'm in yeah. this space, you know? And so that's the thing that but I know what you mean though. At the same time, it is so strange to be like we're going to gather here and be on our phones together. I mean, I don't I don't I'm not really saying anything against it. I just more I get a lot of nostalgia for the good old days when it was like, if you don't set your VCR to watch mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm really aging myself. No, no, no. Um, we all do VCRs. Uh, then... I don't. I'm so young. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, no. Is that a Nintendo? But um, but I, I miss that kind of aspect of it of like everyone is circling around the TV mm-hmm. to see the results of blank yeah. where it's like. Yeah, no, it just makes it more special. It's yeah, like yeah. politics now. That's like yeah. our TV. Don't even get me you know what I mean? Started. Yeah. Okay, sorry to no, bring I'm up. Just kidding. No, no. no impeachment fans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the only thing now that we gather for, right? Yeah. Like that has to be live. Yeah, to hash out. Yeah, like that's our water cooler. Yeah. It is, but I find right. I would rather read like Grammy and Super Bowl tweets than political tweets because the political tweets mm. start to get very like, I mean. I find out news from people's tweets before I've actually read an article, and now oh, it I have with panic. Yeah, and there's like an opinion being thrown. It's I. Yeah. Oh god. Usually, opinion I don't agree with. <laughs> Everyone just needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. But I have a question though. Going back to the Valentines and the super ego concept or whatever. As you, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got re- we very Freudian and super egos. No, but remember what you were saying, Peter, where you're like. You had this idea of what you wanted when you got the knight in shining mm-hmm. armor, and that yeah. I definitely had that same thing. Yeah, and I don't know, like Hallie, you've been single for a while before you met your current gentleman my, caller. Feels like my entire life. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So this will be our first Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, nice. together. But I, I, and I, I like we are going to do something, and I do want to like, oh, we'll dress up or whatever. But really, what I want is we'll go somewhere, the, a bar or something where they've decorated for Valentine's Day, they've done a theme. Like, I want somebody else to do a Valentine's Day and then we just show up to it. Yes. I, I don't have it in. I'm just, maybe it's just I'm too tired. <laughs> or But it's like, I love the idea of all that stuff. I, I'm not going to do it. So I it's like, I can't expect him to do it either. Yeah. Okay. Do you like, do you like to be surprised? No. Don't, I think that's a control thing, though. I think oh. I'm like, no, no, I want to know where mm-hmm. we're going, what I should wear, you know. 
now. Yeah. So, so you want to be surprised. I love to be surprised. Mm-hmm. And I've been asking my boyfriend to do surprise that. Surprise you? Yeah, that's <laughs> to surprise I need you to surprise me. So hard to yeah. I need you to know where I'm going to be <laughs> and then subvert my expectations. <laughs> See, I, I like a surprise, but then I get a little controlling about it. Like, because uh, my husband has said it many times. He's like, but when I have surprised you, you've returned it or been like, <laughs> right, oh, yes, this yeah. color. But he's getting better. But <laughs> as far as, I think my apprehension about Valentine's Day and like New Year's, like all the the super mm-hmm. ego things, is I don't like to be tricked into spending money. I'm such, <laughs> okay. my mom is a coupon clipper. Uh-huh. Like my dad has plenty of money, but he collects cans, you know, not walking around with a shopping cart. Yeah, but if but he, he sees just, a can yeah, yeah, rolling yeah. by, he will pull the car over. And uh, <laughs> literally on the highway. Yeah, I mean, not kidding. Um, and so the idea of spending you know, $100 on a prefix menu when I know it's normally 50 mm. I can't. I would mm-hmm. rather go. Like, I remember I used to get my dad so much shit. Do they do that day markup? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my God. It's For wild. New Year's, for wow. Valentine, for I everything. Like, I remember my dad would always get my mom half-price chocolate the day after Valentine's yes. Day. It was like their thing. And I'd be like, Daddy, that's so <laughs> oh mean. God, and like, But now that. I'm 100% the same way. <laughs> Are you? Uh, I mean. I'm such a little consumer boy. Like I'm like <laughs> no, a perfect little like, Korean yeah. consumer boy. <laughs> like give me the best of everything. I'm a brand whore. Like I love luxury. But it's 50% off the night. 50, sometimes 75. That I yeah, food I have a weird thing with because I'm yeah. a good cook, so like I don't like to spend money. But if the, if it's like like let's say Chicago Alinea, right? You're like going for a whole experience, and they're like painting the dessert on your <laughs> table. Yeah. You know, like I'm all for that. Like yeah. I, I think money is for me. Like money is always you could always make money or you can steal. You know what I mean? Like you can. <laughs> wow. oh, you're right. It's you possible. Can find that can. It's possible. Yeah. Are Guys, you? An immigrant or your parents immigrants? My parents are immigrants. I was born in New York, but I was raised as an immigrant. So I was raised as an immigrant too. So I thought it was like, I just assumed a lot of... I'm like one of the weird ones that rebelled extra hard Mm. because because I was always the kid that like couldn't go on the school trips, Mm -hmm. couldn't go on to a great adventure. Yes, yes, yes. Six Flags, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're not going to that. You're not going to camp. You're not doing this. Because of the money? Because of the money. Okay. And I had this like, I think I'm just like fueled by vengeance. No, that's just like poverty vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm the same way. I think my, a lot of my spending comes from going to school with really, really rich people and not having that. And so now, and I realized I was like, oh, what rich people have is they don't have to worry about it. Like yes. They don't have to money. think about That's it. What they have. It's not, yeah, but like they don't have to think about it. And I realized Ugh. I was like, oh, I lived in thinking about it. So then sometimes I will do stuff. For me, it's like the power of I don't have to think about it. Ooh, right. But like, really, I should, and we're just going to deal with that later. But I know like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I will do that. And I'm like, oh, that's what that is, that response to like. Are you compulsive? I mean, sure. Yeah. So many things. I spend compulsively, and mm-hmm. it's usually big ticket items. Oh, really? Like what? Like Ooh, I'll buy like now. I'll buy like a really nice I'll buy like a four hundred dollar coat. <gasps> okay, but it's but on but regular price or like regular is it on pri- sale? No, I, I wouldn't pay extra money. You know what I mean? Like I there's like something <laughs> powerful about like my heart. Uh, let me pay for this four hundred dollars and here's a tip. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? my mother is a huge tipper and like in a way like we go on vacation. I remember like a hotel bus boy like or um. Like somebody running after me, like, ma'am, you gave me a fifty dollar bill. And she's like, she's not that at all. Like that's like we wait like clam chowder out of a can at home. You know what I mean? Like, but on vacation, she changes on vacation. There is something where she's like, I have the power. I love that. Couldn't be the more opposite family. Yeah, literally, I've had to. I've had to when my dad walks away from the table at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's not because he's trying to be mean. He's just. I and he just I've doesn't to, care about service workers. I've just ha- I had to I will put more money down and yeah, like that friends episode. Not, yeah, he yes, has to not Ross see and, me. Yeah. But Jam the thing is, tip. my parents 
they do my dad does fine but the reason why he does fine is because he doesn't spend right any like i yeah. honestly thought <laughs> I, I thought we were yeah. <laughs> i thought we were poor i really did think we were poor and then i got to college I hope this doesn't sound obnoxious, but someone was talking about a student loan, and oh my I was God. like, "Oh, Julia!" And I, I, I didn't have, I didn't have one. Did you say what's a student what? loan? N- not, in, not in so many words. Did you say right. like school? What's a student loan? No, because I was, because I wasn't raised like that. Because like right, right. I, my mom would sew like a Z Cavaricci label onto my pants and be like, "They're fine," you know, like. And then I was like, "Oh, we're not." poor we've just been living like we're poor and like someone's uh-huh. like yeah you have a one family home and i was like <laughs> oh but my parents cut their own hair you know like i so that's how i was raised my boyfriend's exactly the same way. yeah yeah but a lot dad? of Im- i feel like a lot of immigrant families are like that yeah they don't know when they think they're gonna lose it all that's so interesting because a lot of korean immigrants are the opposite we're like in full debt because we've like mm-hmm. bought hook, line, sinker, the capitalist dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know I mean, welcome to America. You're now going to have $30,000. Like, it's just like everybody has debt all the time. Just revolving. And, but it's just like, it, it's so normalized that it's very, like, actually, I was just speaking with my boyfriend because, like, we both have debt. And we're sort of like, this is the year we're going to pay it down. I don't know if that's going to be true. <laughs> but it was like, but I th- also think it's like, that's something you have to do in a relationship. And, like, was a, it's been very positive, very painful, but like a positive thing. But I'm like, man, like, the idea of not having any, either of us having any debt, it would be shocking. Like, that would be like my life goal yeah. at this point. You'll achieve it. Yeah. I, oh, definitely. Yeah, know. but also, like, I, I don't have min- kids. I, right. You know what I mean? Both of us are able-bodied. Like, it's like, we're in a situation where we could spend this year doing that. Other people, it's like, you're just in debt forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's terrifying. I'm sorry, this is about validizing. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm yeah. You know what? Honestly, guys, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to reset. We're going to take right. a break. We're going to get back into the love languages that make us soar uh, right in one second. Hey, everybody. Naomi here to talk to you about HelloFresh. Now, if you're like me, you like to eat, but you don't like to cook. Talk to me about it. That's my situation. But what I do love is HelloFresh. First of all, HelloFresh gives you a range of meals to choose from, and they cut out the stressful planning and prepping. So you can get dinner on the table and eat in about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. And HelloFresh is now starting at $5.66 per serving. This makes HelloFresh, I don't know, America's best value meal kit? Hello! What I love is that HelloFresh has fresh ingredients, delicious foods. One of my favorite meals with HelloFresh was their butternut squash ravioli in this cream sauce. Mm, Y'all, I be thinking about it. I be talking about it. If you want to give HelloFresh a try, you should go to HelloFresh.com slash Therapy10 and use code Therapy10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Therapy10 and use code Therapy10 and you'll get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Give it a try and get your life. And we're back. Did you wow. say, by the way, before the break, the love languages that make us soar? Soar, S-O-A-R. I realized that as I was saying it. I see. As I was saying it. But when I heard it, I was like, S-O-R-E. I know. No, I knew, I knew right. A-R. I have a couple of those. I know. You're a poet. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, you know. You fucking get it. She fucks with words. <laughs> Actually, I, I kind of like the direction we went in just because Valentine's Day. To me, the, the thing is that I don't like is culture telling me what to do. Yeah. I don't like any. I don't like anyone telling me what to do. I don't either. You're a rebel. He's such yeah. a rebel. He's a weirdo. He's a real jughead in Riverdale. 
That's that's what people I want people to call me. I want to be known as the real life jughead. You love hamburgers. <laughs> You're friends with that weird guy Archie. <laughs> do you think if the culture at large was telling you to do the opposite, you would be all Valentine's Day? Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, probably. I don't like don't pay don't attention like... to your partner. <laughs> yeah. Don't show them love well, on this day. Well, that is what culture is telling me to do as a as a man. As a man. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. imagine if on February twentieth. You put a long post on Instagram about your partner. <gasps> Throw people off. You, you love public displays of affection. You like a public no, display. No, I actually don't, really. Not like physically, but with words. No. no? I actually, like online? Yeah. Yeah, you no, talking about, I, you're I, talking about retweeting yeah. someone's. Oh, <laughs> that, that was a compliment. That was just me being facetious. But oh. no, if my partner, I mean, he's done like little. N- no. I, I, what if, what if he made a collage if, of you? Yeah, he made a collage and then he wrote basically like an essay I would about be his love for you so on uncompl- Facebook. He, first of all, he would on never Facebook. do that. <laughs> I'm also not on Facebook, so <laughs> that would be just a waste. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't even know about it. Yeah. yeah. So it tells no. you about it like six months from now. They're like, that was really intimate. No, I, I I like it better when my husband like tweets, like whenever I've done anything in my career and he's like, I'm so proud of my wife. Mm-hmm. That, that's all, that, that perfect. Mm-hmm. But like intim- like that intimacy boundary thing. What about that post he made about you where he was like, I love my curvy wife. And then it was like, ever since I was what? in high school. Do you remember that one? Yeah. There was a whole big hole yeah. when he wrote that was, about you. But that, well, that was, that was a branding thing. He took thing. a lot of heat for that. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. So you, you want stranger, you want the praise of strangers, no, but not. No, I don't not... want any of yours. really sounds so pathetic. I'm just saying. We all want the praise of strangers. I'm There's a reason why we're all doing this. I am yeah. just anyone. saying I mean, I'll take that I, I love a private DM. I appreciate it, especially when they're meaningful. I it, it makes my heart fill with joy. But as somebody who hates branding and promo and all of this shit, mm-hmm. if somebody else, if some 24-year-old is a fan of mine and can help me get a bunch of fucking numbers, <laughs> I would love that because I want to throw my phone in the ocean. Yeah. So I don't like it for ego. I mean, of course, everyone, I guess. I just don't. Yeah. You guys, this is not Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's Valentine's you, you, you Day. Are not, you are not on trial here, Julia. I feel okay? like I am. Oh, I feel no. like, um, I think a white woman's not feeling sick. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, <laughs> got to stop what Bad we're doing. I'm, I'm feeling just, I feel like I'm in a hot tub. I feel great. Uh, <laughs> what was the question? Oh, love languages? Oh, yeah. What's oh, wait, Your love no, language what, seems to be... No, but I like that your love language is like, I want something to be uh, done for me. Like a surprise Acts or something service, like that. Acts right? of service. Or gifts. No, gifts. Isn't I gifts one? Gifts. Grand gesture. Grand yes. gesture. Grand gesture. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want storybook romance. Like, yeah, you want to walk into a room and you're just like, oh my God, for me? me? Like a fantastic <laughs> Do you know I, I have had this one fantasy since I was maybe five years old? Ooh. Oh my God. And it's me... This is so strange, but I think it's because I saw... Do you guys know the violinist Midori? Mm-mm. So Midori is like a huge Japanese violinist, and she—I saw her in Carnegie Hall when I was five because my mom was like pushing me towards violin. <laughs> right. and, and here you are with your violin today. Yeah, let me, play, let me fiddle something for you. <laughs> <laughs> so she was. She had these ideas of like Juilliard and all this growing up in New York, and I saw her, and I saw like how much validation she was getting. I started having this like recurring, almost like walking dream of like. Getting off of Carnegie Hall now, thinking comedy, right? And then getting in my um, town car. Naturally. You got it. Right? And Absolutely. then telling the driver, I don't know, Gilbert, be like, hey, <laughs> let's go straight home tonight. No drinks, nothing. And then I, I he takes me home wow. and I get in my elevator and I go upstairs and you could already hear by the 11th floor, 
the uh, sound of a grand piano. Oh my god! And the doors open up, and it's like a golden age of Hollywood party. And my <laughs> man is sitting on the grand piano playing for everyone. And then they all look around. They go, "Hey, oh, <laughs> oh that's nice." Yeah, I, I isn't that crazy? Love like, that Great Gatsby drama. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I've had that in my brain since I was five. That's wild. That's and it's so interesting because that probably has informed like how you've dated, like the people you've dated. Yeah. Because I feel like I also have like those ideas of like, oh my. my I for, I think when I was younger, I thought I was gonna be like a politician or whatever, and it's I feel like it informed like well my life or whatever, and obviously none of that happened. But it's like you then are probably dating with that in mind, like yeah. the idea of like the experience of that. Did you ever have those preconceived notions? I feel like you like yeah, I'm trying to like, like did, kind of like the guy you were like this is who I want for myself, and this person will then because I know I would feel like if I had a certain person, it would mean a certain thing about me. Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so like. I remember for me, there's like a time where I was like into like not broy white dudes, but basic white dudes, mm-hmm. because something about their like fucking fresh face basicness yeah. would mean that I um wasn't a crazy weirdo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if I was finally even, yes. yes, if I was finally like even keeled and normal, whatever that is, right? That is that like that person liking me would Absolutely. show you that. My Uh-oh. example is um the fan of, the fan <laughs> of the opera. I was obsessed with the, not the idea of dating him per se, <laughs> but the idea of like a monster or like some sort of super villain. Mm. And I think the allure of that was like, he's crazy and he will kill, but he likes you so much. <laughs> you are the special. You're so special. Uh, yeah. that even this person who's a total monster, which is, of course, like, uh, I have dated those people for sure. But it is like, uh, and, you know, uh, I don't know why. Uh, any Like, as a kid, like, having these weird, like, any character in a mask. Like, just like, <laughs> like a mean, crazy man. Wow. Yeah. My boyfriend now is very kind and very sweet, so I'm lucky I got through that. But I, I from a young age, I'm like, nah, that's, I'm going to date the fan of the opera. Wow. I, I don't know. Is your dad cool? My dad's, I think it's like the uh, like a rebellion, where like my dad is like the sweetest, uh, like Catholic hippie, is. taught me how to write. Like he's like the nice person. So I was like, I'm not going to date someone like you. I'm yeah. going to date like a freak or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I relate, not masks, but I relate <laughs> emotional masks. Like oh, I very much. And I think a lot of women go through yeah. this of their, they want to be, spe- like I changed yes. him. Uh. And so I, as a kid, I remember I watched, this is like such a clear moment in my life. I was watching the made for TV movie about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Mm. And there was a scene in which Desi, I was like very, I must have been like five or six maybe. And Desi Arnaz had cheated on Lucy. And then he's like, they're, it's, the, it's raining, you know, and he's in her lap and he's like, Lucy, I love you, you know, I'll never cheat again and all this stuff. And I was like, that's what I want. Like, I want a man to like just be so broken, but like with me, they're like, please help me. Mm. And I had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You fixed hey fix that. that. Um, <laughs> but I was always. Yeah, it's attra- not fun in real life. It's not. I was always attracted to guys. And like, I still have a little part of me that like will see someone who's like a jerk and be like, oh, yeah. I know deep down inside there's something <laughs> real special. But it's I've learned boundaries really where it's not my job to right. heal wounded. Oh, my God. That yeah. took animals. me forever to learn. It's so hard yeah. because it makes you feel special. Yeah. It does. Because you purpose. Oh, is that what it is? It's a, it's yeah. a specialness? Yeah, because you're like, you're like, they, like. They chose I've ne- me. Yeah, yeah, I've never, I've never felt this way about any, no one else. I've never mm-hmm. been able to commit or like, you know, that kind of no stuff. No one understands me. No one understands. Right. I've never yeah. opened up to anyone like this before. Oh, I've never told anyone this before. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> that wow. gets you. Oh yeah. You're like but, horny for a reveal. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. now I'm like with a, like a chill dude that's always like, haha, cool, and just like yeah. happy. That was a all great the time. will, by the way. Yeah, thank you. It's <laughs> 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 somebody's like, is that all you think of me? I'm like, haha, nice. That's really. It's my husband. He's always having a good time. That's good though. <laughs> so wait, wait, is that a gen- like? Could you transfer that onto like now? I like building houses for Habitat for Humanity. Is it, or it's a specific, like, it's a broken human. No, I think you end up, what you try, what I've tried to do with it is, I mean, for years I would be in therapy being like, if only I could take all the fantasizing I do about, like, these dramatic moments and put it into a script or my work, you know? So that's what I try to do. And I guess you could transfer it into that. Like, I try to be a good friend. (laughs) I don't know. know. I try. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, I always feel like, like, did you ever have relationships where you were like, I need to make this work yes. even if they are so not the right person yes. in a yeah. way? Like, because I think I would, and you were saying, because you were joking before, Julia, where you're like, you know, not wanting to hurt someone's feelings, you know, not getting out of relationships. I also just like, I would just always thought for some reason this was like going to be the last fucking person on the planet. Do you know what I mean? Like Always. that no one would come again. Oh, yeah, right. no one will ever love me yes. again? Yes, and so I was oh. like, well, you've got to hold it. And even if this person didn't even really love me, they just was willing to be around, I was uh-huh. like, well, yeah. you better, because you know what? This could be a lonely, lonely road, yeah. even though it was like, bitch, you're 24 in New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It is not that. But when you're 24 in New York and you're like the only single one, it's so much worse. Because I remember I was 24 in New York mm. and all my friends were like coupled up from college and yeah. blah, blah. And I was so single just trolling around New York by myself and it sucked and I hated yeah. it so much. <laughs> and I remember like, I think maybe you found love later. Like I I did. I found love way late. Mm-hmm. And I went, to a, I went to a psychic when I was 27 Two psychics, one in Santa Monica and one in San Francisco. And uh, I they both told me the same thing. They were like, what? you will not find love till you're 33. And before you can even do that, you must take a journey by yourself. And I, both of them said the same exact thing wow. to me. Wow. And I completely forgot about it. And then when I was... 30, I went on a, I went crazy and mm-hmm. quit my career and started comedy. Mm-hmm. And what was be- your career before? I was in tech. Okay. I, I was like a data strategy guy. <laughs> and I was You started like, Facebook. I started Facebook. <laughs> I am yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went on this long trip. And I remember on that trip thinking back to the psychics going, I wonder if this is the trip. And then right after that, when I was 31, I met a guy that I thought was the guy mm. that these two psychics told me about. And he was the worst. He was <laughs> he was a coke dealer. He was abusive. Ooh. He like oh. he slapped me. Oh and my like, god. Yeah, oh god. it was like one of those relationships where like a lifetime relationship, like, I can't, I you know, I love it. You're like one of Wait, those things. Did you know he was a coke dealer when you first Yes. Okay. I, and I was like, I could change. You know, it was uh-huh. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah change the bad and guy. He was uh-huh. such a bad boy that yeah. I was like I, if I could tame him, mm-hmm. then I will have value. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was, and of course it didn't work out. And then at 33, I met my current boyfriend. Love and I was it. like, oh shit. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I had to go through that whole journey. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, I, I, I've always felt this way. Like I, I've always hated the term failed relationships uh. because they all lead you to something. Like when I've been in those situations where I've been with someone and I'm like, if this ends, like this is going to be the only person that will ever, like mm-hmm. this is it. And then you get, it's so easy when you're in it to feel that way. And then the second you're out, you're Mm -hmm. like, 
<sighs> There's like so much clarity where you're like, oh, but but I probably ha- you probably had to go through those relationships with those people to get where you are now. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. That's... Can I ask you guys this? Yeah, sure. In in the past, in my less mature days when I was dating people not good for me, mm-hmm. all I could think about was our future together. Mm-hmm. And my current boyfriend, I have never thought of our future. I only think hmm. of now. That's amazing. Is that weird? No, I think or that's... Or is that right? I think that's <laughs> healthy. I mean, similarly with my husband, I would like, you know, once in a while be like, huh, like, where do I see this go? But it wasn't that thing where I was like, when can this go faster? Like, when is this guy? Right. I mm-hmm. wasn't having that anxiety. I was just like, this feels really nice. That was like all, that's the, that was the only thing I was sure of and mm-hmm. I was okay with it. Whereas I think in the past with other relationships, it, that wasn't my first thought. My first thought was like, what are they really thinking? Yeah. <laughs> or like, what am I thinking? Or how do I get out of this? Or like that kind of stuff. Right. I was always, I mean, I definitely, you and I always say, Andy, that our first year is like, was very tumultuous. I don't know how we fucking yeah, got through it. first six months, I, I think, in particular. That's sweet. He says six months. I say full <laughs> year. It was like a lot. A full 12 for you. Well, it was just like, because, you know, I was afraid for that long. I was just very, mm. it wasn't necessarily what is our future as much as, like, I just was convinced it was going to end. I could never really get comfortable. Because also, like, the lot before... Andy, the longest relationship I had been in was eight months. So I also just didn't know what it was to be with somebody for a long time. I was convinced that, like, people would just get tired of me and be done, you know? So I was, like, so like this. And then I think maybe around year two, when we started living together, probably, then I could relax. And then it suddenly became like, okay, it's going to be fine. Mm. And not being so obsessed with what's next. Like, once I kind of let myself get comfortable... Then it was fine, but then until I could get comfortable, so like, you don't like me, and I don't know, and oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think about like, because my brain is so weird that like, I don't think I ever thought of a future, and I didn't think about the future uh, with anyone until we moved in together. And then I'm like, Mm. oh yeah, I could spend my life with you. Like that's when that that's, and then I'm like. Oh, I should propose to her. Like that's when I thought that th- through. But like any girlfriend, I mean, I I'm a serial monogamist. Like I, uh, I had long term relationships for like two two and a half years, uh, before Naomi, and I never thought of a future with any of them. Uh, I was about to say no offense to huh. in case they were listening. Okay, I guess I'm not, doing it wrong. They're not listening. <laughs> they're not. What am I? What kind of weird ego fantasy am I imagining? My ex girlfriends are listening to my podcast with my wife. Like what? What kind of maniac is my brain? So <laughs> the so I never thought about a I never thought about a future with any of them. You're the only one. That, and then, but I when you guys th- say this stuff, like. I'm like, I don't imagine like an actual, like I don't, I'm not picturing anything in my head. I'm just like, oh yeah, she's going to be reading my will. Like she's going to be, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go first. We've been through this. She's, she's going to have to <laughs> I eat pick trash. Out, <laughs> I'm the first to go. She's well, going to have to pick out the coffin. Like, but I also the, think there's no, like in talking about the super ego and like what you're supposed to whatever, I think that relates back. I think relationships get affected by that so much because Like, if you feel that way right now with your partner and it feels good, that's all that matters. If Andy didn't feel that, you know what I mean? Like, it's really about what feels good for you. And I think there's so much, not that you're asking this, but there's just so much emphasis in relationship culture of, like, an article, five things to look out for (laughs) to see if he really loves you. And it's like, 
you know, I have friends that have married one night stands. I have friends who are now trying to not sleep with someone right away because they read an article that was like, <laughs> let them wait, you know? Yeah. And oh, both no. of those, but both of those relationships <laughs> might work out great. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no sort of one, it, the, the number one thing is like, if you feel bad more than you feel <laughs> good, that's the number one tell. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, just to bring that back to Valentine's Day, I think what, my partner and I have started to do just not on Valentine's Day, but almost like a yearly thing is we do a check in of like, okay, what's the temperature of this relationship? Mm. What are you yes. missing? What am I missing? What are some things you feel frustrated about? Basically, going to couples therapy. I was going to say, have you actually done the actual couples therapy? We have not. Oh, it's, it's fun. Have you guys? Yes. Oh, oh my God. We still oh, yeah. Skype with our dude in New York. Really? Yes. Okay. He's I'm... that good. Oh, wow. James McEvern, everyone. <laughs> We're okay. always bugging him. I think I might take you up on maybe bugging him because we've I, I've never done this with any other relationships where we have like an actual check-in and go, how are you? How mm-hmm. is this? Am I still exciting you? Mm-hmm. Do you still love me? What is this? Yeah. And I think I was always afraid to ask that question because I was afraid of the mm-hmm. answer. You are, you no longer are my person. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had to kind of come to terms with this might not be forever, but as long as it's right now good and it's always good right now, then forever doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. The right now is forever. Okay, well, that's deep and we have to take a break on that very deep note. <laughs> right now is forever. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back. Uh, Hallie had to dip. Yes. Just um, really quickly, I would love to ask Peter and Julia. We have these mixed feelings on Valentine's Day. Mm. I would love to hear your best and worst Valentine's days. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. You know, in different phases. I have phases. a worst. Everything. <laughs> I have a worst. I, I, was thinking, I was thinking earlier about how everything is ranked. Mm-hmm. We yeah. think about, like, when you said failed romances, I was like, oh, we're ranked because we're in a capitalist system. That has, to, <laughs> that has a hierarchy. It has to rank everything. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, like, a bunch of romances that, di- that were, like, didn't work out. But yeah, yeah, then yeah. one who I found someone who I'm very compatible with. Mm. So magical. I, I pointed at Naomi. I know. I really know. I liked it. I gestured at Naomi. So my worst. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there a lot of all of my adolescent ones were the worst because <laughs> I was alone. But um, I mean, this is when I was in uh, fourth, fifth grade. Uh, you know, you get those little card valentines, and my friend's older brother, who was just like, I guess it's kind of my worst and best, uh, <laughs> who was like a, a douche, um, wrote me, it was a Garfield Valentine's, which really hurt my feelings because I love Garfield. <laughs> and he like drew a mustache on it, and 
and just wrote this really long mean Valentine about how I was like ugly and stupid. What? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I was like in fifth grade, and um, so that oh that God. was the worst part. However, then the best part was that um, so I have this like very short Italian dad who like he can't like say I love you, but he'll like buy like pay for braces, you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, I showed him the Valentine, and I was really sad. And he goes, "What's their number?" And so he calls their house, <laughs> talks to her mom, and goes. Can I threaten your son? And she's like, Yeah, he needs to learn a lesson. <laughs> so my dad goes, If you ever bother my daughter again, oh. I will hang. I remember, I, I was like, so, I was what, nine? I remember this so, I was just like there, like sitting there, like, I'm so proud of my dad. He was like, He was like, I will hang you up like a pig in a meat locker by your nostrils. And I was like, Yeah. Yes. And then he never bothered me again. Yes. Wow. I love that, like, like the Mussolini. Mom, yeah. I just love that the mom was like in cahoots with yes, my dad yes. and was like, because he was like a problematic like yeah. teenager. Yeah. yeah. So that that's my best and worst. That's wow. really good. What are you saying? That's super daddy. I love yeah. that. Yeah. The next day he brought me in a lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my worst that's such a cute amazing story my <laughs> worst story I don't know what the hell's going on with iHeartRadio can we cuss and stuff yeah and be wild yeah. okay <laughs> This is like truly the wildest story. <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. So like uh, many years back, six, seven years back, I was touring for a second city. We would go over all these like random towns. And uh, and you know, as a young single gay, I was like on my grinders, yes, and yes. I was like boop 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 everyone. And then like <laughs> most of the times when we're in like Mobile, Alabama, or like some like bumblefuck place, the nearest guy around is like twenty five miles away, mm-hmm. right? And a senator, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this guy who uh, he, he you know he was cute, and he was like, hey, how are you? You know, like I never see a, you know Asian guys around, like blah blah. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then he uh, he was like, hey, you know, maybe I could come by because, you know, we all got our hotel rooms. Ooh, you all had your own rooms. We all had our wow, own rooms. Okay. Yes, equity contract. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, one thing led to another. He came over, but he, before he did, he sent me a dick pic. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was like, okay, pass. And then, not pass, like, I don't want it, but, like, you it have passed. Pass. Yes, 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 yes. C plus, right? <laughs> and uh, so he comes over and we start, like, and he's, you know, he's a cute guy. And we, we start, like, making out. And one thing leads to another. And I, like, undo his underwear. You unfurl. And I unfurl. And it turns out <gasps> that he had catfished uh, me, his penis. <gasps> he used someone else's penis <gasps> picture. <gasps> And he what? ended up actually having a uh, genuine, uh, this is not a bit, a genuine micro penis. Oh, no. And Poor I was like, man. oh, okay, that's why you catfish. That's why me. you catfish, yeah. Which I'm like, okay, I understand. I empathize. So also, just, just like, don't send a dick pic. Don't send a exactly. dick pic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did you hey. think would happen when yeah, the, exactly. I, when I when the like, con you? was. Uh, was revealed. I, w- I guess he thought like, oh, you know, he would have been charmed by me. So like, he won't <laughs> care, right? So, and which I was like, okay, whatever. And then the thing is, he started proceeding to be very aggressive. Ew. And wanted me to quote, choke on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're like, a, I'm uh... picking my teeth with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to choke. Like, and at that point, I was like, oh, you have issues about this. Yeah. And you're taking it out on this random guy who's uh, like, and I was like, get the hell out of my fucking hotel room. And I kicked him out. Yeah. And uh, I, I do. You sure it was Grinder, not like a therapy app? <laughs> it was, it was Head Talkspace. Space. Yeah. Talk space. <laughs> but anyway, that oh, was my headspace. worst. Headspace. Headspace. 
Oh, was that the joke? I tried. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, very good. Uh, yeah, and then I got it. Okay. No, no, you're right. no, thank you. Thank you for meeting me there. Just getting there. I was like, prepare, prepare for it to die. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. Try my best. <laughs> so that was the worst uh, Valentine's Day. Best one, I would say, everyone with my guy now. He's, yeah. It's, it's been unremarkable, but I'm, I'm realizing that more and more that I don't need all that, like, super ego cultural stuff, you know, yeah. Prince Eric on a white horse. Like, I, that's all fed. You know, so like you don't need <laughs> Prince Andrew on a white horse. Hello, I don't need oh, Prince Andrew anywhere near me. Which one's Prince Andrew? Well, what Just Prince. Prince. Just Prince on a oh, white no, wait. horse. He's the, he's the awful one. Yeah. Who's the one that's married to Meghan Markle? Harry. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Oh, I would take him on one. any color horse any day. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one I was going for. Uh, that that uh, if we can uh, uh, end on a, uh, a a note where I compliment you, Naomi. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the things I love about you <laughs> and our relationship Ooh, is me. that we tell both have disdain for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. in that we are we we want to celebrate whenever we want to celebrate we're both control freaks yeah we both are weird <laughs> ish yeah i'm more weird you're weird ish uh-huh thank you so much coming to i'm blackish i'm weird yeah, yeah was, thank you yes coming <laughs> to free form yeah this, uh, <laughs> this fall no no but like we want to have a nice dinner when we want to have a nice dinner not mm-hmm. when we're supposed to have a nice dinner. I also really detest being out when everyone else is out. Mm. <laughs> like, I think that's my big thing. Yeah. You though, I mean, again, I think Valentine's Day is the only one where you're willing to pull back. But again, like you prefer to go out New Year's Eve where I would stay home and like other things. Yes. So I think it is that feeling about, because that's different. I think that's more like, as you said, being kind of part of the group. Yes. Of people. I'm so weird that like there's a <sighs> handful of times where He's I align with other people. He's like, no, that word. It's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, okay. Fine. But yes, <laughs> but when it comes to like romantic <laughs> hold on, stuff, hold on. <laughs> when it comes to like romantic stuff, it's, like, it's true. It's like pick your own path, meaning do what you want to do when you want to do it. And if that means getting your candy 50% off, it's like, trust me, I love a frugal bitch. I'm like, if you came at me with some 50% off candy, I'm like, yes, I, I see love our future. a frugal bitch. Love a frugal bitch. <laughs> that used to be a t-shirt. <laughs> I do, so like I understand, but it is like whatever. It, but it is true. It's like there's so many expectations around it. Because I will say, when I was single, I was all like a Valentine, a Valentine. Then I got an actual relationship, mm. not a person I needed to like cajole or trick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good and then word. I was like, cajole. <laughs> but then when I actually had it, I was like, oh, this doesn't matter as much. It's true, but I feel like even when I was like in half relationships and trying, it was always like. This is the day that's gonna prove whatever our relationship means, you know. Yeah. And now, and then it's like, oh, now it like actually is. So like, if you're single and feeling like, oh, damn it, honestly, if you're single, you probably shouldn't be listening to couples therapy. It might stress you out. <laughs> or and I, got, I always think it's funny Valentine's Day night or val- or the day after Valentine's Day morning. There's always like deflated heart balloons all over cities, oh. <laughs> and you're just like, was that a fight? Was that someone like let go of the balloons? They found out they were getting dumped, and then they just, you know. But there's so much balloon, um, you know. That's What's causing global warming? Yeah, yeah mylar right. balloon, mylar yes. balloon, flaccid yeah. mylar balloon, yeah, yeah. dotting the cityscape. Mylar, <laughs> I love you very much, big bears. <laughs> you know <laughs> all the stuff. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being thank on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Down here. Uh, Naomi, do you feel like uh, I feel like the tension has been released into the air? Like a deflated mylar balloon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Love you, dear. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Why did I say that on my I like love you, dear. No, I Why like did I say that on my Leave it in. <laughs>
Hi, guys. Katie Lowe's here, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. So join me. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. Icy stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain, and we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.